0: for taking the time to, to chat with me. Julie is not going to be able to make it. She had a puppy emergency with her dog. Oh, no. So it's just going to be myself, but I think it'll still be a fun conversation. And I'm looking forward to learning more about the doggist and all, all dog things. I mean, you can't go wrong. I feel like talking about dogs.
1: We are I'm
0: well sure. equipped
1: to talking about dogs. Yes.
0: but I would love first to just get, you know, to one, I was talking about a friend with a friend about how there needed to be a humans of New York style type of Instagram page. And literally like the next day I got recommended your page. This was a few months ago. I hadn't heard of it before. And so it was one of the few times that I felt like I appreciated my phone listening to me and, and <laughs> right. eavesdropping because it actually recommended something useful that has brought me a lot of joy. Um, but I would love, one, to learn more about your backgrounds pre August and what you were doing before you created this happy place on the internet.
2: Yeah. So uh, I'll go first, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're the one who started it. <laughs> yeah,
2: in my In my former life. Um, no, I, I grew up around dogs. I had Labradors growing up and, uh, I was always into cameras. You know, my dad had a dark room in the house. I was always kind of, uh, experimenting with, with cameras and film. Um, but I never thought it would be something I could make money doing or have as a, as a profession. Um, my parents were both doctors, so they took the more, you know, conservative path. Um, and then I went to college and moved to New York and worked at a brand strategy agency, helping big companies tell their story. Uh, so I learned a ton in that job about how brands should communicate. Um, and then, uh, we didn't win a big account. They laid off 40, 50 people and I was one of them. And so then I was like, in new york and wondering should i do the same job somewhere else or should i take the opportunity to like uh do something creative and all my friends are in the tech space so i was like what the heck um and i started doing a show called barking at dogs where we would interview people's dogs on world news which we're kind of now doing again just this year (laughs) it's come full circle it's it's come full (laughs) circle um but uh it's hard you know, that was a little bit, like, strange, like, asking people's dogs to bark on camera. And, like, uh, basically from that, I was like, no one's doing Humans of New York for dogs or the sartorialist for dogs. And the dogist, uh epiphany happened. <laughs> um, and this was in 2013. So it was, like, a good time to start something on Instagram. Uh, and I was like, I have all this camera gear still collecting dust why don't i be that like i I saw my path (laughs) the the, the clouds disappeared and i was like oh (laughs) shit like
3: the seas parted
2: Yeah, the seas parted and i was like uh i will be that crazy guy to like photograph people's dogs in a like formal way and like and then the knee—I got knee pads and everything, and the, <laughs> and the cargo pants with all the pockets and the treats and the squeaky balls—and started developing my weird noises. Um,
1: Your dog and, is uniform,
2: yeah, which hasn't changed very much. <laughs> um, and then, sort of, you know, the rest is history. Like, uh, it got picked up very quickly by you know Huffington Post and started doing local TV, and then it grew to like a million followers on Instagram. It was just like, obviously getting traction and like, this is it. Um, and book deal, you know, agents started reaching out. Um, every, all the big publishers, they had a bidding war for the book, um, and national TV with CBS Sunday morning for the book. Um, and yeah, I photographed about fifty thousand dogs since then, uh, all around the all around the world, and then I hired Isabel, and it all went downhill from there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We've been um, really
1: trying to get back up to that high place for the past seven years.
2: No, no luck. <laughs> um, no, we're, we're scaling the brand, trying to make it um, more than more than just one guy with a camera. Um, so we have, you know. Our podcast we have a whole e-commerce uh, apparel line um, we're working on a dog sh- uh, like a show concept uh, a lot of spinning plates now yes yeah
0: yeah and isabel you're the director of content so i mean i f- i feel like a lot of people who follow the doggest on Instagram probably don't even realize all the thought that goes into everything that the dogist is putting out on a regular basis. It's not just taking photos and editing a few videos. It's there's a lot of thought. I'm sure that goes into the planning around this.
1: Yeah. I feel like people either just think it's Elias by himself or they think we're a team of like 50 people and it's neither. It's, it's a team of like five people, um, and yeah, a lot of time and effort goes into planning our content. Um, another misconception that people have is like if we post a photo in Soho, people will be like, oh my god, the dog is in Soho. And it's like, no, we took that like two weeks ago. And you know, there's there's time and effort that goes into planning, especially now that we're doing video, it's like a lot of time and consideration goes into each of those posts. Um, and we have so many different Instagram accounts. We have uh, the Instagram account for our podcast, for our e-com shop, for all of our like sub accounts, the like fur fluencers that you call them <laughs> um, that are on our team. All of our dogs have Instagram accounts, obviously. So yeah, there's a lot of planning that goes into each post for sure.
0: And so how did you get involved with the doggos? What were you doing before before you joined their team? So this was... My first like real job out of college. Um,
1: I had always been obsessed with social media. I was like a YouTube star in seventh grade, like (laughs) my my middle school days, Um, you know, an early adapter of Instagram, just like really into social media, really into photography. I had a bunch of internships um, centered around photography, and I'm obsessed with dogs. So I was obsessed with um, the doggest. Bef- like far before I even started working there. Before it was um, cool. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was the first person to know about the dog yeah, list. Um, but really I was a huge fan um, at any time that, you know, back in the day, Elias used to post like four dogs a day. It was crazy. Um, I don't know how he did that now looking back at it, but uh, now we post one time a day. So anytime. Well, was he post also, huge-
2: <laughs> I was stopping yeah. every dog I saw. So I had to post them sometime.
1: <laughs> yes we're, we're a little more uh Certainly selective yeah. these days um but yeah anytime he would post a dog I would send send it to my friends and being like oh my god do you see the dog on the dogus today um and it was my senior year of college and Elias posted a job listing for an assistant and I was planning I had I was living in New York City and I was planning on leaving New York City um but I saw this job listing and I said I'm going to apply to this one job in New York City. And if I get this job, I'm going to stay. And if I don't get this job, I'm going to leave. And I got the job. <laughs> um, and I was so excited. It was my dream job. It was like everything that I loved in in one thing. Um, we joke now that I'm like ruined for all future jobs because it's like, how do you go up from here? Uh, but I've been here for almost seven years. So looks like I'm not going anywhere. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's kind yeah. of crazy to think that it's been around since 2013, though, too. I mean, you're coming up on a decade next year. Um, yeah. What is, I mean, for both of you, because you've been there pretty much for the majority of the time since it's been around. But how does it feel to see from where it started to where it is now and all the other things that you guys are building really around dog content and telling stories about dogs?
1: Um, I can go first. Uh, I, sometimes I don't realize how far we've come. I mean, Elias has been there from literally day one. I've been there from like year two. Um, but yeah, when we first started, it was just me and Elias and me like carrying his camera bag around and like getting him coffee and like being his assistant. Um, and now we have like a full team and we have all the things that Elias has mentioned. Um, it's crazy to think about. And I, I've always known the potential in the Doggest and like what we could have. I've always dreamed about having a TV show and all of these things that we're kind of in conversation with now. Um, and the fact that it's really happening and and it's kind of like I feel like we're just on this cusp of like a lot of exciting things, and we've, you know, it's been many, many years to build up to it. Um, it's pretty surreal at times to, to take a step back and look at everything that's happened.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, when I, from day one, when I first post, I like saw a lot of the future, like, as I was saying, the clouds parted and I saw (laughs) that this would be a popular thing. And, um, you know, the idea of like a book. Um, but that was as much as I imagined. I think, um, yeah whole like apparel line was really exciting thing um and now that we're like doing video and reels and it's looking more like it could be um like a series type of thing where it's not just still pictures it's not all about the dogs it's like and that you know it was funny like the the whole idea for me was like a joke in a way like when like dogs don't want to have their picture taken and here's this guy who's like trying his hardest to like get them to sit and he's trying to get these like um you know profound quotes in like it's dramatic way and the captions about like him like eating his own poop or something you know it's something a dog would do so it's like that to me it was like a joke like this is the joke is on me um and now we're getting we're sort of seeing that this is a lot more interesting than just the dog. It's like you have this person who is saying something funny and like, where are they from? Like, um, different parts of the world, like how are dogs different in each area? Like, it's just, there's a lot more, uh, interesting texture than the dog. The dog is obviously still front and center and the most interesting thing as far as I'm concerned. Um, but it just seems like the dog has, has a lot more potential in, um, exploring all the other facets around dogs as well which is basically everything, you know, people and food and look, travel and all that stuff. Um, but I think, I think when I hired Isabel, she, first of all, she was one of 700 applications. So she really beat out everyone. Um, we love that uh, story. What, do, you, do, you, yeah. do you
0: remember what stood out in her, in her resume well, that? Yeah.
2: Well, I, I think, I think in a, in a simply put, she, like, passed the airport test, which is, like, if you're at the airport and, like, your flight gets canceled and you're stuck with someone for, like, hours, like, would I want to, like, <laughs> yeah, how miserable would I be? <laughs> and and I think it says we'll pass the test of, like, she's, like, we can, like, she can hang. We have, yeah. like, a banter. She has a banter. So I think, in a way, it's, like, uh, I hired her thinking, like, like there's something going on here. Uh, Like, and I think now Isabel is like when you're sort of like coming into this new found purpose, obviously you're doing an incredible job at, um, you know, content and everything. I think we're, we're, she's like, we're doing reels now and there's some of that relationship and that banter and like the funny, like dynamic is people are more uh, privy to that now. Of, like, what's what the doggist does behind the scenes? Like, what are we like in person? Like, I think you're good on camera. Um, and I, it may be better than me. <laughs> so, probably, and most definitely.
1: Yeah. Like, well, uh, I, do, I do think it's interesting because, um, like I said, when I was first hired, I was hired to be Elias's assistant. Now I've been here for almost seven years, and my role has really changed a lot, like, year to year, like, depending on what we need. Um, like, I am just, I've always just loved and been committed to the doggest. And as we grow, it's kind of like, okay, where do we need me? Like I can kind of like do a lot of different things. But what I'm doing now is really like my passion. I've always wanted to create the content. I've always wanted to like help grow something. And the fact that we are starting to do video now and we've had to like pivot because of, you know, Instagram is changing their platform and it's just a whole different Ball game, I mean, you know, at the beginning of April or May, we had just hit 4 million and now we're already halfway to 5 million. That's like a crazy amount of growth that we haven't really experienced in a long time. You know, we've grown our TikTok account from zero to almost 400,000 in that same amount of time. So the fact that we get to really like start something from the bottom again I think for Elias and I both feels like the very beginning. Like I think those years in between were wonderful, but I think it was easy to get jaded about it. It's like, you're doing the same thing over and over again. And now it's like new and exciting and fun again. So I think that has been very uh, cool to see as
2: well. We definitely have a whole new set of tools. It seems like a new era of social media where stills isn't enough anymore. Mm -hmm. Now it's music and, and, uh, video and audio whether we like it or not and I think we like it now but for yeah there, like, uh, no pictures but pictures
1: yeah <laughs> we are
0: resistant to change and now we're happy yes
2: about it. everyone is for at least some Well,
0: time. I think th- we the few um different animal influencer people that we've spoken with to a lot of them got on social media around the same time you did and you know, we've had conversations with newer influencers where it is harder for them to build that audience. So, if, it seems like you guys started your account really at a perfect time before it was oversaturated with animal content, and you're one of the OGs uh, in in the space where you can kind of plant your flag and and um, and kind of carry the torch essentially for others because it's a really tough, it's really, really hard to build an audience and to keep an engaged audience too. I think there's a lot of accounts that have a lot of excitement in the beginning and then the engagement drops off after a while.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I think, uh, sorry. I I think uh, the hard, like obviously (laughs) it's hard to do that, but really the hard part is the doing it. Like, like there's no one else who's walking around, take pictures of people's dogs like I'm doing. But if there were, then they probably would get some traction too and it would grow. Maybe not quite as quickly, but that to me, it's like until it's really, really the doing it is the hard part. And then obviously if your challenge is growing, but yeah.
1: Yeah. I do. I mean, I do think that um, the account was started at the right time. Like it was, the wild west of Instagram. It was like when influencers were not really a thing yet, they were starting to become a thing. It was like right on the cusp of of a lot of like exciting growth in social media. Um, But I also think that what we do is like inherently exciting. Like I run an Instagram account for my dog, Simon and he has like set like a little less than 80,000 followers. And I love doing it like it's really fun sharing our lives but it's so much work to like think of creative ways to talk about your dog it's like he's a dog like I, how many times can I like talk about a cute thing that he does or like a stick that he found in the park and like people don't seem to get sick of it but I get sick of it I'm like I am so sick of like talking about myself and like hearing myself speak and just like my own little boring life but with the doggest, it's like every single time that we're out shooting, it's different. And we're always meeting somebody new. And we're always meeting a, a, a dog with an interesting story. And and now that we're doing reels, um, Elias and I talk about this all the time. It's like we just posted a 14-year-old Pomeranian, a reel, and it got crazy engagement. If we had posted that same dog as a photo, no one would have cared.
3: Mm-hmm. People would have been
1: like, I don't care about this dog. Okay. Whatever I don't what whatever it is like, it's the transition of like a photo of a fourteen year old Pomeranian nobody cares a video of a fourteen year old Pomeranian you get to see the dog walking and you get to see the interaction of Elias with the dog it's like completely transforms the experience um, so I I think that we got in at the right time but also the content of what we're doing is like always fresh and exciting which is like. Mm-hmm makes my job very easy to be quite honest
0: <laughs> with, yeah. with the different boroughs that we have in New York city and particularly for people who've never been to New York or haven't spent much time here. Do you find that different areas of New York have different types of owners that you encounter and different reactions to maybe how they respond to you, asking them to have their dog be part of the dogist?
2: Um, I would say, uh, like, Brooklyn has a younger crowd, a lot more um, mixed breeds that are rescued, probably. Uh, and then, you know, if you're going to, if you go to the Upper East Side, maybe there's just wealthier group and they've got two golden doodles or something or two poodles. Um, but the rest of the city is a, is a good smattering. Obviously, it's like the West Village has a bunch of, like, maybe more rare purebred dogs, you know, people are like, I really want an Irish setter. I really want a Cairn Terrier. And so you see these like characters that you might not see quite as frequently in other parts of the city, but um, yeah. Yeah.
1: I would And I would say as far as getting recognized, I mean, to be honest, we do most of our shooting in, Manhattan and Brooklyn, we are not as good about going to the other boroughs as we should be. Elias, let's make a note of that. We're we, need to on to that. To other, we need to go to other boroughs more. Um well it's like I live in Brooklyn, he lives in Manhattan. We're just like, let's just swap neighborhoods back and forth. It just makes our job easier. But we do need to be better about going to other places. Um, but as far as getting recognized, I think it's pretty even. Like I think um I would say like if we go out shooting and we get six dogs, like maybe half of the people know who the doggest is no matter where we are, and the other half have no idea and then look it up and they're like, oh, this is like a real Instagram page. <laughs> yeah. Um but I, I don't think it really matters exactly where.
2: And and since we started doing Reels, my recognition has gone way up. <laughs> like, start are they notice they notice the knee pads. <laughs> Well,
0: <laughs> that, from a distance, they have, see the knee pads coming. I, yeah, Basically, yeah. <laughs> we need to well, get I, you I, like
1: I, glitter, glitter knee pads. right.
2: <laughs> I need to go incognito. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: well, I think, uh, the, the outfit, and I, I don't typically wear knee pads anymore because my camera changed, so I don't have to get as low, but um, it's definitely the outfit. I wear the same thing every single day for better or worse. Well, he also uh, approaches
1: people the exact same way, which is starting to be an ongoing joke with our followers. Because every time he goes up to somebody, he goes, excuse me. And on our last reel, somebody was like, we need like a stitch of every single time. He says, excuse excuse me. 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 Can I take a picture of
0: your dog? I know. Can I take a photo of your dog? Can I take a photo of your dog?
1: Um so yeah, by, photo, by photo, record. you
0: really mean like at least 40 photos because I was reading yes. that because yeah. I mean, obviously dogs, I, I'm trying, I constantly am trying to get the perfect picture of my dog. Uh, and it's really tough to get her to look like she's happy. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I don't yeah. want to just post photos of my dog where she looks like she's just having the worst Miserable. time of her life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so I imagine that you know. Yeah. What kind of treats are you carrying too to get these dogs to to smile? What's Great the question. go-to
2: treat? I, I carry little um, dry biscuits, Old Mother Hubbard, <laughs> uh, little little mini ones. That's the treat of the of choice.
0: Yeah, you gotta get uh, the, you gotta get them to sponsor you. So,
2: well, they we did we, <laughs> we uh, did
0: okay. <laughs> Yeah, we had dogus
2: uh, branded um, Old Mother Hubbard bag with our logo on it. Yeah, oh, we
1: nice. had dogus branded treats, and I'm pretty sure Elias has like a lifetime supply. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, he's fine. <laughs> yeah. In our old office, we had like crates of them, like actual like crates of Old Mother Hubbard treats. I don't know. Which did are you in, take storage right in storage right now.
2: They're in storage. Yeah, I when I go to the storage unit, I usually pull out a few. Which lasts a month, a couple months. Yeah,
0: and and when you're scouting dogs, I'm curious: is it is it kind of like the way that I imagine if I was an agent for a model, and I'm like for a modeling agency, and I'm like, oh, you know what? That one looks good. That one looks good. Maybe Basically, they could be on our that's Instagram actually, page.
2: That's actually a good analogy, like a model scout on the streets of New York. Just like yeah. see when you see it, you know it when you see it. Yeah.
1: I, Elias and I kind of have a, like an unspoken, uh, like language now. Like when I first started, I was, anytime we saw a dog, I was like, there's a dog, there's a dog. There. And Elias is like, no, no, not good enough. And I'm like, I don't get it. It's a cute dog. But now I get, now I see it. I see like if a dog is interesting, I see if they're, if they have something different about them. Um, again, now that we're doing video, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of changed the way we approach it because uh, you know, in the past we'd go for like still unique looking dogs, puppies, or like really senior dogs, like something that um, sticks out. Now we're looking more at the owner too. Yeah. And yeah. if the owner looks interesting, cause we're like, Oh, we want to talk to that person. Whereas before we're like, we don't care about the owner, but now, you know, we just posted a a Chihuahua the other day. T- again, typically Chihuahuas don't perform well, but the owner was like moving and she's like this really beautiful artsy girl in a moving van. And we're like, Oh, that's cool. She's like in a moving van with her dog. Like we want to tell that story. So yeah, it just, it just changes how we look at
0: the subjects a little bit.
2: However that dog did not perform very well.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Hopefully they don't listen to this uh, episode. And uh...
1: I've I brought well, this up like four I'm different times. <laughs> I've listened well, to this. I keep bringing up this dog. Her name was Janet Reno. She's like a senior Chihuahua. And I'm so upset it didn't perform well because I feel like it's such a great story. Right? People don't like Chihuahuas. Well, I don't know what it is.
2: We're, we're like walking around with all these data points in our head from all the posts over the years. Like, oh, this does well. This doesn't do well. And we might, we might be pretty good. At determining what would do well, but we're wrong lots of the time, yeah. no matter what we do. It's just part of the sometimes, and we don't know what it is that maybe it was the algorithm that day, maybe. But it's not an exact science, and we're wrong. Like we both like to think we're experts, but we're we can only do so well.
0: All right, I Thank I you. have to. I'm going to drop a picture of my dog in the chat right now because <laughs> I I kind of want to know. <laughs>
3: Oh. If you
0: if you would stop her. <laughs> if you would stop right. her on
1: the street. Do you, do you want our politically correct answer or No, I, I oh, want I mean? want as
0: honest uh as of an opinion oh, the as uh, as you Wait, can get. Chat. So I'm going to I'm going to drop oh, the link right now in the chat. I'm nervous. And there, <laughs> Don't be. It's okay. We we can be honest with each other. My camera's listen, off
2: so I can hide my expression.
0: <laughs> just so the, just there, there's a few photos of her in this swipe.
2: Oh, she's cute.
1: <laughs> okay, so you automatically get points because she's a rescue, right? <laughs> yes, she is a
0: rescue. <laughs> yes, people a, love people love a, Jack a rescue. Russell mix. Yeah, she's right? a Jack Russell mix.
2: Yeah. Very expressive. I like could get a head tilt. Yeah, I would say uh, I would say you, you're you're in a good position to get a lot of likes. So Depends how we, good we do. We have and a how ranking. system. That's true.
1: <laughs> we have a ranking system um, in our content calendar as to like what we think, how we think it's going to perform. So it's like a scale of one to four. I don't know. Oh, because it's like a. It's home based on baseball. Yeah, I was like, why is it four not five? A single, um, a
2: double, a triple, and a home run.
1: I would say that this, your dog would be a three. Not a, not a complete home run, but still a really good dog.
2: <laughs> well, I, I would say um, if it's an average picture, it would be a double. And if it's, an, if it's like, I really got the great shot and like the caption was good, triple. And then there's, there's always an instance where it could be a home run. What would she be, need to
0: do to be a home run? What would I, I need to get need her to, to do? She
2: would need to unage to be a puppy. And she would need to. <laughs>
0: this this photo, the
1: first photo in this um, carousel of her smiling, people would love that.
0: Right, and like, the reason, reason why territory. she smile. The smiling photos are of when I ran her outside when it was hot. <laughs> well, there you go. And I got her when she was panting. <laughs>
1: people would love that little that little smile with her ears back in the first yep.
2: picture. <laughs> and and uh, not nothing personal but people it seems hate when they're when the person is looking at the camera like I feel like the person <laughs> if they're in it has to be like kind of uh, a secondary like accidentally some
0: more in the background in their, type of deal yeah or
2: like looking okay. at the dog all the energy has to be going towards the dog I've found you know like the person, I just feel like if the person is looking at the camera with a the dog, the, per, your, the viewer just has this automatic like, oh, they want my, they're they're trying to look good or they're trying to mm. seem a certain way, like they're taking the attention away from the dog. How dare you? Um, so, that's my two cents. I'll as work
0: well. on that. I'll start just photoshopping myself out of photos with her. Yeah, <laughs> or making that's... me more transparent.
2: It's like looking, like direct all your energy towards the dog, you know, look at the dog and yeah.
0: But
1: then again, like that, so that's true for the doggest. But if I post a photo of myself with right. Simon on Simon's page, it right. does better than if it's just, so it's like, it, the context, it doesn't, yeah. yeah, I guess the context matters, but yeah, on yeah, the, cool. on the doggus, if we post a photo with
2: a human, people are like, absolutely not. <laughs> Wait, you're a former uh, LPGA golfer?
0: I am. Oh, I am. Oh my Back God, in the that's day. so cool.
2: Oh, don't get me started on golf because we'll go in a hole. No, yeah, oh. this is not a golf podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And, and for people, too, I, that you do take photos of, and they, they know that it's potentially going to go on the dog's page, and then you end up maybe not posting their photos, have you had people reach out before and say, hey, why didn't my dog make it? Did they not make the cut?
1: I feel like we're pretty good at only photographing dogs that we know we're going to post. Okay. And Elias has been doing this for long enough that like he almost always gets like good photos. I think in the beginning it would be like, I mean, Elias, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like you would take some photos and they wouldn't be that good. And we'd be like, Oh, let's not post those. But now it's kind of down to an exact science.
2: Yeah. We we post the vast majority or or we we get good at uh, not setting people up for disappointment. Um, right,
0: right. Sometimes it's yeah, the I opposite.
2: Can't... Sometimes we'll we'll do a shoot, and then they'll send us an email later and say, "Could you not share what the pictures are?" Like, "Could you not?" They're like, okay, but we're left like, "Why though?"
0: <laughs> but why? <laughs> <laughs> why though? <laughs> Maybe it wasn't their dog. Actually, <laughs> they didn't want to get that's. Out. That is, yeah,
1: that's we've Longer. had that
0: thought.
1: <laughs> like, did you steal this dog? Maybe. Right.
2: right. Well, they don't want that. They don't want us to dox their dog.
0: Mm, I could you know. understand that too. I could understand that.
2: People if, just want to be if private. Certain people
0: are more private. Yeah.
1: Oh, I I actually saw on TikTok the other day we got uh like somebody stitched our video when you can you know, when you can like respond to a video that we post. Um, and it was this girl and she was like, Call me crazy, but if a random man came up to me and like asked me my dog's name, I would never like tell him any information because like what if he was like trying to kidnap me? And I was like, oh my God, I've literally never thought
0: about that in my life.
2: That's how all the kidnappers are doing it these days.
0: I was like, should yeah, I be more like dog, aware of what's happening? Yeah.
1: Like anybody who oh stops God. me on the street, I'm like, here's my dog's name, his age, his uh, Zodiac sign. Like what, what, what else do you want to know about
0: him? Yeah. Yeah. I will. I mean, I, I, I think the majority of things that are, topic that I do talk about is my dog. And I feel like I have to refrain myself with people and be like, okay, not everyone is as obsessed with my dog as I am with my dog. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) And I maybe should, I don't know, read the news today so I can talk about other things with people. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah. Other
0: than what cute thing Ruthie did.
2: (laughs) People are obviously much more willing to uh, talk about their dog's embarrassing moments than like your kid who's got to look for a job one day, you know, it's like the consequences of you talking about your dog's embarrassing story are probably not that big of a deal. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. And I'm curious too, for the, the, during the height of the pandemic, how, how did that change your content strategy of what you're able to do and capture? And did it, did you also see an uptick in engagement around your content too around that time? Because I feel like that's when animal content really started to get really even more popular because people were just wanting to be happy and watch things that were going to bring them joy during a really, really crazy time.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, um, initially lost access, I, you know, I left New York and was a quarantining in Massachusetts, uh, with a buddy. Um, so I lost access to like that daily walk around finding dogs. And I didn't know if I, you know, could I just approach people without a mask on and from six feet oh, away God. and. And so it was just kind of like uh, on pause, um, no pun intended. Um, and, th- and then and that's when I got my dog because I didn't have my own dog for the longest time. So I was like, oh, well, I can foster a dog and that'll be fun, like subject to cover. And so Elsa showed up and I foster failed her. And then we also started doing like um, best of like highlight reel of doggest in the past, like, like circulated, throwbacks. Circulated throwbacks and then we had user submitted stuff with like the doggest olympics where people we have like a challenge and then people would submit pictures of their dog doing that and that was really fun so we definitely like opened our scope of like content to some degree we experimented and it worked well and it was obviously as you're saying an important time to be uplifting people's moods and sharing stories of dogs that uh of like first responders and doctors and Mm -hmm. that stuff
1: yeah. I mean, I, w- I will say though that obviously that was at like the height of COVID, um, but it's been like a couple of years of transition now. And last winter, I think we hit our like lowest point in engagement. And I don't know if it was, I think it was a combination of things. I think it was like just the state of the world i think it was instagram changing um it was our reluctance to start doing video elias went on like a 4 month road trip so he wasn't in new york and people really like associate us with new york city mm-hmm. and he was doing a cross country road trip and people were just not into it and it was like kind of scary because we didn't know like where that left us we're like we're getting no engagement um people don't really care about what we're doing anymore like what comes next. And I think that's really what like forced us out well, of our comfort zone into doing the video stuff.
2: Re- really. It was uh, definitely a reckoning of ourselves, but ultimately yeah. it was Instagram wasn't uh, serving our content to our audience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's something a that a lot of creators, of this- yeah. A lot of creators that we have spoken to in this space too, a lot of pivoting into the reels and, and, mm-hmm. Just having to reformat and constantly adapt. And I I, it's it's you know, to our point earlier around just how much work goes into this, it's a lot of it's a lot of work and you have to constantly be paying attention to trends and what people like and what they don't like and And,
2: I think (laughs) it's definitely challenging also for a individual who's used to like just worrying about pictures. Like it's easy Mm -hmm. enough to like pick take a nice picture of yourself and like this one, not that one. But for video, if that's what Instagram now wants, it's like, what am I going to do? Like edit or clip. And like, it's harder to like curate your, like all the details in a, in a video. And now you're worrying about how do I sound? And like, um, what does my apartment look like? And, uh, the dog didn't do exactly what I wanted. You know, it's like, it's a little more revealing probably. And I don't Mm -hmm. think everyone's just ready to, do that <laughs> but yeah, right? it's easier for us easier for us when um a i you know have this awesome team of people helping process all this stuff but also dogs don't care like this is not like a um you know meticulous uh content creation experience it's not like we're on the set or anything and there's all this like things to uh, criticize like we're literally down the street and we're meeting people and they're talking about their dogs for a minute like yeah. the dog doesn't care how he looks. Like, we're not really focusing on the person. Yeah.
0: I do feel like, though, it's you obviously, though, need to get the per- human comfortable with you, too. So, because I feel like dogs feed off their owner's mm-hmm. energy. So, if the owner is not super into it and not comfortable, then you might not get what yeah. you want from the dog. Uh,
2: I think I was, that was one of the worries was like, would it change the way that the interactions happen? Like I'm just, I was one guy walking around the camera, like nothing, like so simple. It's hard to get like, so freaked out by that. So now Isabel is following me with, uh, an iPhone on like a little gimbal in like, you know, sort of influencer Instagram, TikTok mode. And I think people are okay with that too, with that too. But now we're doing audio. So we have to worry about like, um, consent basically which Mm -hmm. you know i guess check your local laws but new york is a is a one-party state so if i'm talking to you then i can record without your consent and obviously we're not trying to like sneakily
1: well we get we get verbal consent we ask can right are are you comfortable with us yes
2: yes um but you know they're now we're capturing what they're saying verbatim And it's just, it's another layer of like detail that, and person, you know, personal, you know.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I think, I think the good part about what we're doing is that, you know, this isn't like a late night show where they're like stopping people in the street to ask them about like politics, like that can get really dicey. It's like, everybody wants to talk about their dog. You're not going to really say anything that controversial about your dog. It's, probably just going to be cute and fun and like we've never had a problem with somebody being like oh my god like can you delete this or can you edit this out like it it's really hard to go far left and like we've been doing this long enough where if somebody does say something something that i think somebody um recently in when we were talking to them said something like oh my dog has adhd and what they meant was like, he's scatterbrained or whatever. But it's like, yeah, that doesn't, you know, it's like, that might not sound great and people might get insulted. So it's like, we know well enough now to like edit that out. So whatever right. we publish is like, it's hard to, to yeah. criticize.
0: Mm-hmm. And probably with you there, Isabel, the women in particular are less likely to feel like they're going to get kidnapped. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope so.
2: <laughs> Unless I'm Get complicit it. in the kidnapping. This, this has all been a big ruse for me to finally kidnap someone.
0: I wanna learn about your dogs too. So you have Elsa who is your foster fail Elias. Tell mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about her and and why why you failed so miserably at, at foster. Oh, okay.
2: Miserably. <laughs> um, well she's sleeping right now, I'll tell you that. Um no, she, uh, you know, for the longest time I was like, I can't have a dog. I travel all the time and I'm not ready to like make that. It's like a big commitment and, um, all, all the responsibilities. Um, and I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm the guy who just goes around and meets other people's dogs. Like that's my story. Um, but then Elsa showed up and she was from, Texas. I didn't, it's not like I saw a bunch of pictures and like, how about that one? It was like, we reached out to a local shelter in Massachusetts, asked if we could foster a dog, and they said, how about Elsa? I was like, okay. <laughs> and so she Just up arrived on like, your doorstep. Just, just arrived. There was a bunch of other puppies in the car, but she was from Texas. Um, and she's like this beautiful husky mix with blue eyes, all white, uh, medium sized dog with a great temperament. So. It was like, what am I, what am I doing? Like, why am I, why would I, this is the dog. What What, do I, what more do I want? Um, so obviously there was a whole like mental hurdle I had to overcome. Like, does anyone else want the dog? Like, and everyone's like, no, no, no. This is like, it, it was just, it, it was written in the stars. This is, she was my dog.
0: Right.
2: Um, and she has deepened my my emotional capacity in every way. And, um, you know, I think she was the beginning of me, uh, you know, finding, uh, my, my person, my fiance, like, you know, starting that whole phase of, uh, not being this sort of elusive, mysterious character wandering the the earth. She grounded me in a way.
1: Settling down.
2: Uh, Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I, it gives me a bigger appreciation for people and their dogs and like how special uh, what they share is with me, with us.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And was this the first time you had had a dog in a really long time, maybe since childhood, since your Labradors? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I had you know labs when I was a kid and for a minute in college, but then they passed away and I had dog That was one of the reasons I started The dogist. Um and so yeah, she was my first dog that was mine as an adult. Um and she uh there was an episode when we when I first got her that she like escaped out the side door and just like ran for freedom just like out into the world into the world like looking for squirrels darting and I was sprinting for 20 minutes and I'm not I don't run. I hardly, <laughs> you know, it's not something I do. Um, and she was like having a field day and I was I remember totally exasperated and um, she I finally like got her to like chill and I grabbed her collar and like collapsed with her and so that's her that's where her uh, Instagram handle Chasing Elsa came from
0: Um, (laughs) I love that.
2: that and then I uh I uh I don't know if I outran Husky but I I matched her speed and I captured (laughs) her. And I was thinking like, I just posted about this dog and like, if she's going to like, is she going to get hit by a car or something like my, this is all going to come crumbling down. Like I can't even keep a dog.
1: Did it Um, make you realize how much you loved her? Like the thought of potentially
2: mm -hmm. losing her? Definitely. Yeah. That was a, you know, I cared about her. Um, you know, your paternal instinct kicks in, yeah. Um, and now you know, now she's like you know, woven into our lives in every way. Um,
0: do you uh, think it shaped at all how you approach people or how you think about the content that you're capturing around dogs, too? Now that you have her in your life,
2: um, yes, I don't know exactly how, I don't know how to describe it, but um. Yeah, just sort of like knowing what people mean when they say things and empathizing more with people. And and also it's just nice to – when people say, do you have a dog? Like you better say yes if, you, <laughs> if you're the, well, dog. If you're the <laughs> dog guy. And I say I can say yes, I do. Here's a picture. She's the background on my phone. Like I don't have to be like this like wannabe faker. Yeah, yeah did it
0: that's help your street cred?
2: I was, <laughs> yeah, so it helps my street cred.
1: I was going to say the same thing because for so many years, people would say, oh, well, does the dogist have a dog? In every single interview, does the dogist have a dog? And the answer was always no. And people were like flabbergasted. They're like, what? What do you mean? And now the, the fact that like I was actually just editing a reel this morning and somebody goes, oh, do you have a dog? and Elias says, yeah, and like shows the background of his phone. And I think it just like allows him to connect with people more as like, mm-hmm. I'm a dog person. I, here's my dog that I love rather than like, I'm just a guy who doesn't have a dog who wants to photograph <laughs> Like the optics yeah. are better.
2: <laughs> yeah. I always yeah. have to explain myself. It's like, no, 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 no. I, I love dogs. I'm a dog guy. I just don't <laughs> have one. And it's like, they're, they're like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. Talk to me when you have to pay the vet bills and you're picking up poop every day and- They're waking you up at 6 a.m., all that stuff.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And Isabel, tell me about Simon. Um, Simon.
1: So I was fostering a bunch um, from a bunch of different um, organizations and loved it so much. Um, I knew that I wanted a dog, but I wasn't like, I need a dog right the second. Um, I was living in Bushwick at the time. And I had passed by a Korean canine, uh, like adoption event. And I went in and like met one of the dogs and fell in love. And I was just like, this dog is so cute, but I didn't really think anything of it. So I followed them on Instagram. And then one day they post a photo of Simon. And I was like, I like love at first sight. I'm in love with this dog. Like, I need, I need to foster this dog at least. So I reached out to them and they were like, he's already in a foster. I was like, can, can I take over the, fo- like, can- I just need to like watch this dog. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we'll ask the foster. So I ended up at like 10 PM on like a Monday because the the other foster like worked nights. She was like, okay, you can come over at 10 PM like meet this dog. So I like went over and met him and I was like, I'm in love with this dog. So they allowed me to foster him because I was like, well, I work for the doggest. I can get him. Like I was still convincing myself that like I could get help, get him adopted. And like, showcase him on the doggest. Um, we pulled
2: some strings and um, <laughs> we, we asked, and we're like,
1: well, we'll feature you guys. Cause I'm just like, I need this dog. They're like, sure. So I went and picked him up. And the next day, actually we had like a team trip. We went up to Vermont. So it was all of us up in Vermont. And I think everybody, everybody was like, you're keeping this dog. Like there's no way that you're not keeping this dog. And that trip, we all went to the pet store and got him a little name tag that said Simon. Um, and I like sent in the adoption papers while we were all together. We decided on his name together. So it was like very much a team dogist experience. Um, and yeah, I've had him
0: for three years now. That's really sweet. That, and yeah, that uh, really is like <laughs> I
2: was gonna say, that really is I'll like the ahead. moment of truth when um I remember I had the same experience when I was like in the parking lot of the Petco with uh, the text ready to go to the um, the adoption coordinator and, like, all right, am I about to go into Petco and get the dog's name etched on the thing and send this text? That's like the moment of.
3: (laughs) Well, yeah, that's when
0: you know it's real. It's like putting a ring on it. It is, makes it official. (laughs) But before all of that, when we were just driving
1: up to Vermont, Elias and I pulled into a petco and we're like we're like, let's like buy this his his foster name was Luno. Not Luna, Luno. Weird name. And we're like, let's go buy Luno. Like some outfits for like photos to help get him adopted, and Elias and I go into Petco and buy him like a full wardrobe, like a a doggy backpack, like all these sweaters. Like still convincing ourselves, oh no no no, we're not we're not keeping yeah. this we're, dog. Yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, my dog's name when I when I adopted her, it was Starlight, and oh. I said absolutely not. It sounds too much. I don't want to be yelling Starlight in the middle of the dog park. Yeah. Sounds too much like a stripper name. <laughs> like, it's <Yes>. just... <laughs> I, I, I think... Yeah, we got to... I got to give her something else. And I don't know. I She kind of seemed like an old lady to me. And Ruthie just really fit fit her yeah. personality, I felt like, when I was thinking of old lady names. And I looked at her I was like, you're a Ruthie. You're a Ruthie. It, it just hits you. You're just like, yeah. this, is, this is your name. It's always <laughs> been your name.
3: Yeah.
2: Meanwhile, yeah. there's a... Uh, there's a stripper named Ruthie listening right now. She's like, what's wrong
0: <laughs> 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 Oh, my God. Well, I, I had a lot of fun chatting with you guys, and it's really exciting to see how you have evolved and how you're continuing to evolve. And I know you mentioned a potential TV show, so I'll be curious how that pans out. But I do have some rapid-fire wrap-up questions that I want to ask you both that are about your dogs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. And are you ready? Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> if all right, so I'll I'll direct this one to to Elias about uh, Elsa. If Elsa could commit a crime, what <laughs> crime would she commit?
2: <laughs> she would uh, commit petty theft. What would she of, steal? Uh, she would. Um, she always goes for the like the nose level uh bully sticks at the store like mm. she could easily like walk out with one
0: never care. get caught
2: well she would get caught but they, she they would drop the charges because they're be like oh, she's so cute <laughs> we would get a really good lawyer we would get the best lawyer to best get the, the charges best. dismissed we get her sentence reduced yes.
0: <laughs> isabel if simon had a dating profile what would it say, as far as what he's looking for?
1: Oh, well, Simon has an alter ego named yeah. Sawyer, who's a Brooklyn fuckboy. <laughs> so this is perfect.
2: yeah, perfect question.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, he's looking for he's looking for nothing serious. he He <laughs> just wants to date around. He's getting his uh, masters. Right now, and um, he's just like not really in a place emotionally, but he will pretend like he's your boyfriend, he just doesn't want to
0: commit. <laughs> and he's, Why and did you like, describe flat, right? all of Brooklyn men pretty accurately? <laughs> because that is simon's that's his
1: personality
0: <laughs> and then I'm going to have both of you answer answer this one. Uh, if Elsa had a human voice, elias what? <laughs> What would she sound like, and can you do an impersonation?
1: This is the perfect question for you to ask Elias. Yeah. All he does is impersonate Elsa.
2: Yeah, well, let's see. Well, what is she, she's like? Um, like I have to go outside. Outside, nice. Oh, um, inside, nice too, but outside, really nice. And um, <laughs> to, like, like. Um, she t- sometimes goes to uh, my fiance Sam's mom's house when we're traveling, and she's like, "I want to go to Lovey's house." Like, she, she got outside, she got inside, she let me sleep on the bed. Um, she get me and at Lovey's house. We get dessert, dessert, <laughs> dessert, <laughs> dessert. I always get dessert at Lovey's house. She's the best.
1: <laughs> I can't top that, so I hope you don't direct that question okay. towards me. You don't want
0: to. You don't want to tell us what uh, Sawyer the. <laughs>
1: I mean, it would just be a lot of Brooklyn talk about boy. Yeah, it would be a lot of talk of like organic coffee beans and like IPAs. Um, <laughs> yeah, it would be that. Would, that would be his inner monologue, I think. <laughs>
0: And if you guys could photograph your dogs in a dream location, where, which you haven't, where you haven't photographed them yet, where, where would it be?
2: Um, I personally, you know, I, uh, want to go places personally and some of them also have great dog potential too. So I think like Japan would be awesome for dogs and travel. Um, uh-
1: I would say, uh, Ireland because I love Ireland and Simon's color is green. So I think it would like compliment him very well.
2: Oh, we've. we've been <laughs> what are Ireland. Sawyer's
1: colors? Uh, anything that comes in flannel. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> I feel like he wears Buffalo plaid.
1: Yeah. Buffalo plaid for sure. And glasses. Beanies. Yeah. Lots of and
2: beanies. beanies. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, you guys, thank you both so much. I really enjoyed chatting with you, and we'll be in touch.